Today's episode is brought to you by Cattle. Every product launch faces a chicken and egg problem. You need reviews to convert, but you need conversions to get reviews. Cattle can help. Cattle helps brands win share. They leverage their consumer panel for insights, collecting receipts, and driving product ratings and reviews. It is the largest daily active survey panel in Canada, with over 10,000 daily active users and over 100,000 monthly active users. Let cattle be your chicken and or your egg, depending on your perspective. Visit getcattle.com to learn more. Welcome to Hearts and Carts, the CPG podcast, the podcast about the people behind the products that are winning hearts and filling carts. This cast is for anyone with an interest in the world of consumer products. We're your hosts, Justin Osborne and Alex Hill, and our mission is to bring you weekly content that helps you be a better and more informed CPG professional. Hey guys, we uh, we've done a a good number of episodes now, and uh, we're kind of circling the uh, circling the wagon, so to speak, and coming back to our first ever guest on Hearts and Carts, and wanted to see uh, see how our 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 old friend Mark Lee is doing and catch up with him. So today, that's what we're gonna do. We're not gonna do our usual format and talk his whole career. We're just gonna catch up have a casual conversation. So sit back, relax, and enjoy. Mr. Lee. Gentlemen. Still handsome. Still handsome. One year later. (laughs) Ah, Like a fine wine. That's it. That's it. Silver Fox. Yeah, my, I've also become very silver foxy. Well, silver. (laughs) How are you, man? Not bad, not bad. How's it going? I'm good. Good. Life's good. Alex and I were just chatting. I was saying I haven't talked to you in a a while. We've been texting and stuff, but haven't talked to you in a while, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been it's been a crazy. It's been crazy ride, to be honest. Yeah, we. Well, the last time you were on here, like a year ago, your brand crush was Disney, and I've been to Disneyland since then and got gouged incredibly bad like you said (laughs) (laughs) and my money guys just take it and i will love it we're already planning on going next year so like it's like it completely it's such a it's such a scam but um yeah it was like memory wise somebody said to me he's like core memory unlocked for for leo and i was like it's very true like he was in heaven because it's like oh, yeah. it, especially he thinks like it's real so it was like a whole crazy world there it's pretty cool i, mean, I think it's real so you know if there's, I guess if it is <laughs> yeah i, I was blown is. away i went to the uh the star wars uh oh, galaxy's yeah. edge you also like, went after, to disney that's right after, after we <laughs> talked last year and i was like i like all my life i was like how is this different than going to like canada's wonderland or whatever don't then, even say that that's yeah, blasphemy I, I know i know <laughs> But like even the lines are cool. Like yeah, the 100%. whole the whole way is yeah. like from like start to finish is an experience. I mean, I 100%. wouldn't want to wouldn't want to do it without the fast pass. But um... elitist, you elitist, <laughs> <laughs> Un- unbelievable. You know, U.S. at its best. I love it. <laughs> yeah, the I de- I definitely bought the genie pass too. I have I had man I had a three and a half year old. There's no way I'm waiting in an hour line for a single ride. No. That would be no. chaos. Yeah, I love I love the like 
half an hour before the park closes the mad dash to hit all of the best rides like within an hour and that's that's all we did it was amazing yeah that's weird and that's leo was like falling asleep and it's like f that buddy we're hitting one more this is too bad too bad (laughs) i want to watch the fireworks no man the rides are empty let's go (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's awesome just what just whatever i wanted so mr lee what's going on with you man i saw you were traveling Looked like you did uh the desert at some point in there well, yeah, yeah we went, job. Went, you've done some no, cool no, stuff but, yeah yeah i mean travel travel out to utah did the kind of national park tour out there so zion arches um um and uh oh shit the last one zion and bryce bryce canyon it's all Beautiful. good it was, it was all good kind of interesting travel very strenuous so we did the we went there just to hike the narrows i mean that's yeah. the reason mm. why i went there and so that was like a I don't know, six and a half round up seven it was like a seven hour hike that nearly killed me um <laughs> i was like on day two and uh but it's good it's just it's interesting it's not like a relaxing trip but it's like a, a testing your resolve kind of trip which i appreciate it's kind of this mentality that, that i have right now uh of trying to build mental strength um about like physical challenges so you know interesting it was good it was but it was more like challenging than 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 uh, anything else you should uh you should come run uh around the bay with me again uh i Sunday. started running my knees literally exploded as i was like on week whatever three uh running I think, like, think, man. think <laughs> about think, think about how much that would challenge your physical resilience it's true it's true i was thinking like <laughs> biking true. but biking really sucks too uh so <laughs> i mean we'll see yeah baby me I hate running. I read Shoe Dog, and in that, um, Phil Knight talks about running as like meditation for him. Like he gets in like a flow state and loves it, and can go for these yeah. runs. So after I read that, I was super inspired, and I was like, I'm gonna try so hard to get into that state. Like I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna do that. <laughs> the entire time, I'm like, my knee hurts, my ankle hurts. This sucks. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> I, I could not get into it at all. Here's a pro pro tip: pop a, a low dose THC gummy. And then go for as long of a run as you want. And you'll be good. You'll be good. I have to, I have to find my phone on those so Steph can grab me. May end up somewhere. Ends, else. Yeah, ends up in the wrong town. Shows up in Manitoba or something. Where am I? That's what happened to Forrest Gump. <laughs> microdosing. That's right. It was an untold subplot to Forrest Gump. He was microdosing at the time. Oh man. And uh, and what's going on with the uh, with the job? You uh, I think last time you were on, you were in a different role, right? So you've you've moved. Yeah, I mean it's uh, it's been a bit of a ride. I, I mean, last time we chatted, obviously cannabis is what it is, right? Changing regulatory environment, competitors, uh, all of the things. Um, and I would say it's like if I had to look back and talk to myself a year ago, you know, I would tell myself to just hold on because uh, you're 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 gonna you know, hit a, a bit of a patch here. And it's, it's kind of like, you know, when you're on a roller coaster, we're talking about Disney, you're on a roller coaster mm-hmm. and you're out of the gate and you're banging around. You're like, Oh, this is pretty fun. And then you hit the big jump or the big like drop. That's kind of, I felt how it was uh, over the last year. And uh, it's, it's been crazy. And because I mean, the undercurrent is cannabis companies now overall, not just canopy are shifting from this kind of uh, spending for the future you know, future demand now to mm. shifting and building sustainable business. And I think, mm. you know, they're, we're all figuring that out. And so, I mean, Canopy, because we came so strong out of the gate in legalization, building up infrastructure and all that kind of stuff, you know, the, the transition it takes longer. It took, it took longer. And so mm. over the last year, we've been dead focused on building a profitable company, which 
you know, to us in the CPG world, makes a lot of sense. Um, mm -hmm. But in order to get there, there's been mass, mass, many rounds, I think three or four rounds of layoffs, right? And so yeah. as, a, as, a, as a manager, you know, and dealing my, with my own demons as I go through these things, uh, it, it's a lot. It takes a lot out of you. And I think um, if we look at my the last year I've been, I was kind of head of business transformation for three months. And then I moved over to a more of a global role. So off the Canadian business into head of global marketing, and then I raised my hand and, and you know, volunteered to add on the US CBD business on my scope, but three or four kind of job changes over the last year. Yeah. Um, and most people outside looking in like, oh my God, that's terrible. Um, and that would be tough. And it was tough, but I would say now more than ever, I'm, I'm dead focused on what we're doing here. And I believe in the end goal, which I think is important. Um, and kind of learning of managing myself and my teams through these transitions has been, has been amazing. Um, and so, you know, who knows what's going to happen to me in, uh, in the you know years to come, but I'm still dead focused on the end goal and, and kind of trucking towards that. That's a lot of changes. That's uh, I mean, it's an interesting it's an interesting story, cannabis, right? Like I I mean, aside from um, you know the regulatory landscape, the you know the challenges with the black market persisting and and everything in between, it's been uh, it's been a wild ride. And then you layer on the inflationary high interest environments, mm. like building for the future and like, you know, as you say, um, doesn't really, you know, even tech companies are looking for profit more than they used to. Right. Oh. So um, it makes perfect sense. I think it's the logical play, you know, yeah. but again, to your point, like a lot to unwind there. And um, I mean, sounds like, uh, sounds like some really big growth um, in terms of just like experiences though. Right. Like yeah. I feel like, you know, you don't grow from easy jobs. Um, so, you know, in those roles, like, you know, what do you think, what do you think some of the big takeaways you maybe have over the last, the last year have been? I think managing my teams through this transition or, or helping them in has been the kind of the greatest learnings or experiences that I've had so far. And admittedly, when something like that happens and we, we've lost, we lost hundreds of folks, folks that, you know, I work with daily, mm -hmm. um, and, you know, everyone has survivor's guilt. It is a real thing. Yeah. Um, and it's tough uh, because you feel, you know, why was it, why did, you know, why me versus them and uh, felt bad and hard to reach out to folks. And, um, and then even after it's, it's, it's a tough thing that you have to self-manage and that, um, mm -hmm. and it kind of demons that you need to overcome personally. Um, but it's all about giving yourself the leeway to feel the feelings and, and, and go through your own process. And it some, takes some folks longer than others. Um, but then banding together, you know, said, you know, I, uh, you know, I was like, team, just take, take this time, take the time you need, but you know, come Monday, we're going to, we're going to slowly work on it. And obviously it's a, it's a process, but we're going to do this together. Um, and I think at the end of the day, and I mentioned it earlier, it's just like believing in the end goal at the end goal. Mm -hmm. I do think these are the right moves for Canopy as a company in order to become profitable at being asset light, all the things, uh, which is helping, you know, really link us up to where the market is now. Um, and just, uh, just kind of moving forward. And so it's, it's been a great experience and understanding where everyone, um, where everyone's coming from having quick touch bases. I mean, I'm, I'm, I think I'm closer to my team more than ever mm -hmm. just because we, we have these touch bases and have the yeah. break and honest conversations and they have the, openness to tell me when they're freaking out 
uh, and you know, it happens all the time. Um, and that's okay. Um, and admittedly, there's nothing I can say that I can, I can't guarantee that things aren't going to change tomorrow. Um, but at the end of the day, ground ourselves in what the reality is now and, and try to build roles, uh, that are, um, that are, uh, challenging them, developing them and, and engaging them in all the, the, the things that they need to, to do, um, in order to keep on going. Yeah. I think, uh, you know, listeners that you go through that, it's, uh, it's just like one of these times where you really see how important emotional intelligence is. Like you talk mm-hmm. about reaching out to the people who are gone. Sometimes it's hard to find the words, you know, it's the right thing to do. Um, but it's really, you know, there's a lot of internal friction there for yourself and, and finding, you know, the balance between pushing things forward with people. And at the same time, there's a lot of like, a lot to process for everyone, right? And everyone's different. So like, like being able yeah. to, yeah. and you guys work remotely. So, yeah. so like, you know, yeah. feeling out, feeling out body language isn't necessarily this. I, I'm curious how that is. Like, like, you know, that's a lot of, mm-hmm. um, a lot of management, you know, challenges faced um, through the screen too. Right. So yeah, absolutely. I mean, you you can only do what you can do, but having those quick one-offs and and I, I agree with you in terms of the EQ piece. It's reacting to a look or a slight phrase. It just sounds <laughs> a little off, right? And then t- double taking them aside and, and double clicking into it, I think is is helpful. Yeah. Otherwise, I wouldn't we wouldn't have had those conversations. I mean, you you all work with me at SCJ. I mean, SCJ is one of those companies that were renowned for not letting people go right even during the hard times they would just everyone mm-hmm. take a pay cut mm-hmm. and let it go and so a good part of my career i didn't have to deal with any of this because we didn't we yeah. didn't do that um yeah. and so now i've i've probably gone through six or seven transitions over the last three years of, of waves of folks um and at times my whole team team got let go um mm-hmm. and um yeah it's it's just an interesting thing um especially when you're managing that team yeah so, I, I had to do a similar thing when Vega was acquired by Wellmore and it was all virtual video calls, letting people go. One of the worst experiences of my like professional career, people that had been there for many years that were great at their jobs, like not their fault at all, which is yep. if they, if they were bad at their job, it's a completely, it's a completely different conversation. They were great at their job. It's just, we were looking at the roles and the structure and how we could change it. And and so it felt really, really shitty. Like this is important to them. And, and they'd been part of the company for a long time. And I just remember like how, how tough that was. But at the end of the day, it's, it's like you said, if you believe in what the company's doing and you know that it's a necessary thing and it's like, how do you, you bond and, and, and move forward together. I found for me too, very similar. Like I became closer with my team after that, the team that was kind of remaining. Right. Because we all, we all felt bad and sad about it. Right. But it's like, yep. we, we all wanted to move forward. And, and I think the reality was like our targets didn't change. <laughs> like none of, none of the business <laughs> stuff really changed. Yeah. So we did have to like, bond and work together in order to to close those gaps because those people were doing things it's not like they were just sitting there so it's like how do we now make that up absolutely absolutely it's uh it's an interesting one and i think i think at the end of the day i think what you said about good people are leaving uh or, or have to let go i think is is is, is key because especially early in my career I, you know you, you would hear people get fired like oh my god they got fired. what did he do? They yeah. must yeah. have been terrible. Yeah, yeah. that not, guy was yeah. fucking up. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So now, yeah. right. I don't know. It may be outside of Alex Hill. I don't know someone who hasn't <laughs> gotten fired or like has been really close to it. It's just an unfortunate part of the business. Yeah. And I think 
it's an interesting one. And, and my wife kind of talks to me a lot about this. And, you know, that means everyone's dispensable and, you know, you shouldn't, you know, you, you should make sure that you're keeping things uh, professional and all that. And, and I don't know, I, I take it a little differently. I, I mean, I, I can understand the business decisions. I don't take it personally anymore, but I still want to drive and have that goal and still drive like it's my own, even though I know this could be my last day or tomorrow could be my last day. It's just, it doesn't, it doesn't affect my resolve anymore. Um, I'm still, I'm still kind of in it to win it. I believe I have wins to do here and I can do great work and add value and I'm still going to do it. Um, but I, I can understand the folks that get um, affected by that. And so I understand both sides. Yeah. 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 Thankfully for me, I have not been through it, but uh, I can only imagine. Yeah. yeah. And, I, and I think the nature of the roles now, we can talk a little bit about my, my new roles. The thing is now, because we're so asset light, everyone's being asked to do um, things that are outside of their company. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, being stretched in, I used to be a marketer. I'm now asked to do, you know, sales forecasts, Those, just random things like that. But, mm-hmm. and it's, it's stretching folks beyond uh, where they are uh, before, they, you know, where they, um, where they're comfortable. And I think that's, it's a challenge. Um, and it's a count, but I do think it's a reality of today's marketplace. And we talked a lot on the last time we chatted about, you know, the, my my preference for being a general manager over or um, specific um, functional expertise. And I do think that's the way the market is going. And you know, the, there are fewer probably CMO opportunities versus GM kind of opportunities. And I do think that this well-rounded skill set, particularly of companies of a specific size. That's that's where you need to be. And, and as I look to continue to grow, obviously, part of my point of difference, but that's really where I see folks being stretched. And then the question is, you know, are you are you willing to, to continue to learn and, and push yourself and do new things? I think that's the I'm uh, one of the takeaways I'm, I'm, I'm taking from that is that your time with Justin and I on the sales team was incredibly valuable to you um, and continues to benefit you in your life. Again, I'd like to read it also traumatic. There was trauma there. That's fine. Shared trauma can sometimes bond people together. Here we are. Look at us. (laughs) Who would have thought? As we all laugh nervously. (laughs) Gary Salmon, if you're listening, we're just joking. (laughs) I did send him the podcast link about five days ago. So he might be listening. He's on the beach. He's not listening. (laughs) We got to listen to someone on the beach. Speaking of, uh, oh, go ahead, Mark. No, go go for it. I I was going to say, you know, speaking of 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 the podcast, um, thank you for being our first guest ever, um, and also for being our first two time guest ever. Yeah, there there Um, you go. Yeah, you're 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 hearts and cards OG. Yeah. Is it like a Saturday Night Live where I get some kind of jacket with like a two on it, or what's the? We, we can't afford that. <laughs> <laughs> that cattle money's not not note. Would you accept a free survey from cattle? <laughs> we do have t- Alex. Give him one of your t-shirts. Lean, <laughs> lean, lean back so you can see it. There you go. Give him one of your Take it out of the wash. Yeah, give him one of your t-shirts. Give me one. Wash it first, but yeah. <laughs> I think we could do that. Uh, yeah, that I we were Alex and I were chatting about that. And we're like, it's it's pretty wild. You just like we just texted you and said, Hey, we're gonna do a podcast and you're gonna be a first guest. Is that cool? And you're like, Yeah, I can't believe you said yes to that. 
<laughs> but, but I really I, appreciate you. I doing can't it. believe you. I can't believe you asked me. Like these idiots have no idea. <laughs> start strong. <laughs> yeah, we have uh, we uh, got good reviews on the first one, man. It took off. I think it was. I think hey, it's all still you. one of the top. It's still one of the top. Still one of the top. Uh, that, this is the key. This is the key. Am I still time? I think I'm. Compelled. You're not number like, one. I know. Close. I'm probably on top five or top ten, but like top third. Am I going to get delisted from this podcast? Yes or no? Is my velocity high enough? You're top third. I think you're good. Oh, you're good, man. You're good. You're good. You're definitely good. Yeah. If we do remove you, it's more of a personal thing. It has nothing to do with <laughs> the performance of the affair. Mark, Mark Lee sitting there in third place. He's uh, third place. Guys. Third if you podcast, haven't already listened, it's not a race, but listen, it is a race. It's all biz competition, <laughs> particularly because I work with a lot of folks on your on your podcast. So I am better. Than you. <laughs> just, just to be clear, I am. Just to be clear, I am better. <laughs> oh man, oh man, that is that's great. Speaking of future guests, we got to have your wife on the show at some point. She's she's much more she intelligent than you. She is definitely much more intelligent. Than I am. <laughs> uh, that's funny. As long as you don't mind mixed French phrases in there every so often, we're good. I just want to make sure that we can get her episode to be number three all time. So you could bump to number four. We'll take take some of the t-shirt money and we'll, we'll funnel it into paid. (laughs) Can we do some paid? Because I'm tired of just clicking on my own link and just driving up those numbers. It's just, it's getting a little old. We'll, we'll, we'll consider it. Who knows? Who knows, man? So how about y'all? How's the learnings? I mean, podcast wise. I mean, it's been a year. You guys have done a huge body of work. I was going to listen to a couple of days as well. How's it been going? What do you mean you were going to? Oh, I did. I did. I did. <laughs> I did. Thank you very much. It's uh, a hardball, eh? Yeah, that's fine. All right. He's still he's waiting for the T-shirt. I told you, Alex. Get him that T-shirt, damn it. Yeah, um, the, yeah. the, you go. the year's been good. The year's been good. I think uh, I think we're, we, we rounded the 50 mark, so we've averaged uh, more than one a week. Um, That's crazy, over guys. the course that of is, the year, that is a huge accomplishment. Yeah. Um, and uh, we've learned a ton, man. We've met a lot of great people. Um, had some fun. Like our goal was, our goal was essentially to create something that's got some value for our listeners, uh, people with an interest in, in consumer products. You know, especially younger people who maybe have no, you know, friends or family who are, or anyone you know they know who's in those senior roles or or you know starting out their own business and i think for us like we've, we've been able to kind of tick that box uh with the help of great guests and um same time like it's been uh it's been a good learning i mean lo- lots of like nuts and bolts doing a podcast like there's lots of things like we want to do that we're not doing yet like yeah. you know things like like we'd love to have more video and things like that but um you know to uh Two two dads mm-hmm. of young kids. You can only you can only do so much uh, so much, and we want to make sure that the content we do make is you know good audio and all that stuff. So we we focus there. But yeah, it's been a great learning and very uh, very different than the normal day job. Yeah, no, I, I hear you. And what's resonated the most? Like, what's the what's gotten what's number one and two? Really, I'm just trying to understand who's no, and why. <laughs> I think Vanessa's still number one, right? But uh, the I think the thing that's like blown me away the most is sort of what we said about you jumping right on is like people's willingness to jump on the podcast, especially when you're starting out. Like, yeah, I was, I thought that no one would say yes. <laughs> yes. And, and people did. And we're willing to share their time and share their advice and like be very open to the conversation. So I've just really appreciated that. I think we got to walk a trade show together, CHFA, Alex and I, 
well one we got we got asked to do a live podcast there which was kind of crazy and like couldn't believe that people actually came and listened That's to awesome. us talk yeah. at a table which was bizarre um it's much it's very different doing this in front of an audience because it doesn't even, it's very weird but 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 uh that was that was wild that we got asked for that and we walked around that show a couple of people actually grabbed us and said they listened to the podcast that we had never met which was a very wow very very cool, cool experience that was cool that that's was cool. very cool um so it was nice that it was like resonating with some people and and people were enjoying it so we've gotten some good feedback there which is always nice and like we've like selfishly just gotten to meet a, a lot of cool people through it yeah. that we probably wouldn't have met and almost had like these coffee chats with people that we look up to um yeah. but in a way that's recorded and we can go back to oh, that's cool that's cool that's yeah, like basically an audio mentoring diary in some ways like we just meet with people who are smarter than us and ask them questions <laughs> yeah love it yeah it's it, we're learning a lot from it so it's it's pretty it's very very interesting um we we don't want to take too much of your time mark but as you know because you've listened to all the episodes of course we do always ask our guests what their brand crush is and in the past years was disney which we agreed was an amazing one but i wanted to know in the past year if you something else has jumped up as your brand crush he's hoping yeah. you're gonna say bloom <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's uh, cattle uh it's cattle, it's cattle. <laughs> um i uh you yeah, know i was thinking about that and um i have this appreciation for brands that are very in tune with their consumers and and kind of do what's right by their consumers. And so I've had a recent, so uh, I do, uh, like we mentioned before, I do a little bit of hiking. So went to Utah, all that. I have this appreciation for kind of out, uh, uh, outdoor, kind of more technical um, yeah. clothing. And so there's a lot of brands out there, right? There's a, what's called Patagonia, Arcturix, all those kind of folks. But uh, I have, uh, I've had this Marmo um, kind of zippy forever for like 10 years. And it started to delaminate maybe five years ago and I still wore it and, and all that. Uh, it was pretty expensive because I was 10 years ago. I didn't make a lot of money. So, I mean, it was pretty expensive. And so out of a whim, I decided to call their, you know, in, in prep for Utah, I decided to call their customer line to see, you know, what we can do when they're out there. Cause it looks like a, it looked, it felt like a flaw and they immediately replaced it. I chose something that was more expensive. They ended up saying, nah, don't worry about it. Ooh. It turned out not to be in stock in Canada. They're like, nah, don't worry about it. I'll ship to you from us all free. And so got wow. a full replacement. And it's, and it's one of those little things where I'm probably going to be a marble buyer for the rest of my life now. And, you know, instead of nickel and diming me, which, you know, all the things that we were talking about before, profit hungry, yeah. da, 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 da. Yeah. This company is like, Oh, we're good. We're good. We got you. Uh, which I definitely appreciate. And I think, you know, I, 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 you, you can't help but respond to that kind of customer service. And to be honest, it's not something that is very common these days. And so, I will shout out Marmo and 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 call them my new brand crush. In addition, not instead of Disney. I love I love Disney. That if one. you're listening, Disney, <laughs> I'm available. No, I'm just joking. Walt, if you're uh, listening right now, he still loves you. I I feel like um, there is such an opportunity in brand interactions when something goes wrong because people's expectations yes. are always terrible. Like they 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 think it's they're like oh this is going to be a fight. This is going to suck. This is, and yeah. you can blow people away with just a little bit of, um, you know, genuine making it right. Like whatever that yeah. means in, in the context. And I think I talked about that, like having worked at the keg as a server, yeah. when, as a server like when something would go wrong, it was literally like in the business model, like things go wrong. And like, we're not going to like 
have the friction with people over it. We're going to make sure that when it goes wrong, it's handled perfectly. Um, and it's just like, it's strangely like a huge marketing uh, marketing opportunity and branding opportunity to do that. But a lot of companies avoid it. Yeah, for sure. And I think, and even so in my new role, um, heading up the US CBD business, I get a chance to work with a lot of uh, And so, you know, I don't, uh, I call on them directly. And so there's the big ones and the vitamin shops of the world and, and, and whatnot. But they're also really small ones, um, e-com players, local stores, you know, um, and reaching out to them individually has been a, a huge kind of boost for me from a from an interaction perspective and kind of a, a brand love perspective. But just giving that level of service and interacting with them and hearing how, how they, what they think about the business and how things are going has, has been huge. And, you know, they mm. even some folks, they only, you know, spend a thousand dollars. I'll still message them. Uh, and, and it's, I've set a, a set aside kind of time in my calendar just every, every week, um, uh, parts of every day. And just, we just reach out to customers. And so trying to do that same, steal the, the Marmo, you know, model and trying to over deliver from a customer perspective, I think is, is the way I'd love to, to continue to grow this business. So yeah, small thing. Interesting. I'm going to steal that idea, set aside time. I like, I do it a little bit, but we have a lot of smaller customers and actually, setting time aside is key because otherwise it'll drop the priority list because you'll be busy doing something else. So I'm going to steal that idea and set some time aside every week. Yeah. I, I have, I've, we have this huge sales push or I have this huge sale push and, you know, I set aside every day to do uh, customer emails and then time on Friday to do customer acquisition. So just finding mm-hmm. folks to cold call and stores it's, it's down to stores. Cause you know, a CB, CBD store is yeah. just going to be one store and you know, mm-hmm. Nevada kind of thing. And so, okay, well, I'm going to, find out those folks and just call them and see what happens and message them. And um, yeah, it's all, it's all about lead generation. And I think it's uh it's, I think it's good. I think it's a, it's the right way to build a brand, um, you know, organically. I like that. Love it. Love it. Cool. Any, any wisdom you want to end, end with here? Anything special for our mm-hmm. listeners or for us? It's a good one. That's a good one. I, I think, you know, I've been thinking a lot of these days, especially I think I think a year ago, the the whole thing about quiet quitting was a was a whole yeah. thing. <laughs> God, um, I, I hate that. <laughs> I you know, and 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 fundamentally, that just burns me. It, it it makes me sad. But I I can understand I can understand how folks will be a little bit disillusioned with work. I think and the role it plays in their life. And um, I mean, for me and for for a lot of us. Um, work's been a huge part of my life and, and work is is probably unhealthily so when I was younger if I can be completely honest you know pushing those long days probably too much and a lot of my um, mood and happiness and joy and satisfaction came from work doing great things at work what made me happy um, and I think over the last little while I've trying to been trying to balance this relation with how do I continue to build a full you know a well-rounded fulfilling life but also not l- lose my desire and drive at work. Because ultimately, again, it's still, it's still, you know, um, it still motivates me. And it's funny. I had, a, I'm not going to name it because it was kind of a controversial comment, but I, I was at SCJ. Uh, it was probably, I was probably seven years on my 10 year stint. And I went to the director of marketing at the time. I was like, you know, I don't, I'm not motivated. Uh, I feel like the company, the department's not motivating me. You're, you're, you as a manager are not motivating me. Uh, and he looked me dead in the face and he was like, that's not my job. <laughs> your job to cut, you know, to figure out what drives you every day and what's going to bring you into work uh, and what, what's going to fuel you. Uh, and I think 
And that's been kind of the kind of the challenge that I've had through my whole life and finding new ways to get yourself motivated mm-hmm. and sticking through it through the hard times to the good times. I'm not one to just quit and leave, right? It's really easy these days. Everyone just stays for a job for a year and then bounces to the next one. Oh, the newness, the newness of a new job is fun and motivating. And then once it wears off, I'm like, okay, I'm gone. I think for me, it's like, it's, it's, it's like, what's the game within the game? What, what is, what is motivating you? Is it, you know, getting the next level? Is it building a sustainable business? Um, is it the company, you know, morals? And I think, I think, I think really focusing on that is especially when you're new in your career, just understanding what motivates you and how to motivate you in, in the good and the bad times, um, I think is, is key. Cause I think in many times in my career, if I would have just left when bad times hit, then I would have lost out on meeting you guys probably, or, you know, mm-hmm. all these great accomplishments afterwards because things were tough, tough for a while. And mm-hmm. so, you know, I think in the, in the, theme of folks leaving and quitting and work not being as important. I think it's, it's a, it's a, yeah, I'd like to start a counter movement of, you know, how do you, how do you stick with it, build something together, which ultimately builds a more fulfilling kind of fulfilling experience for everyone. I love it, man. I think that makes a lot of sense, right? Like if you are waiting for someone else to motivate you, you're really vulnerable, right? Like it's not easy to motivate yourself. It's not easy to always know what the mission is for yourself and that's something everyone has to work on but man if you're waiting for someone else you're putting a lot of trust in the world to give that to you um so that's a great that's a great lesson i never thought of it that way yeah it's an interesting one and and you'll know it it'll it'll you'll get tested throughout any tenure at any company it's going to be you're going to have bad days you're going to have bad stretches you're going to have bad years mm-hmm. um but you know what do you do to, to charge back up that hill um and that's it so yeah love it well, uh, guys, I think uh, for our very informal, unscripted first, second guest, um, I think we'll call that a wrap on that that great note. And uh, big thank you to Mark for for coming on and joining us and and sharing, and also for just you know trusting us to be on this podcast in the first place, uh, the first time. Yeah. Um, and Blind uh, faith. Yeah, looking forward to Mark being our first three-time guest uh, in a year. I think this this is just now it's a tradition. So um. <laughs> annual Mark Lee combo. He gives that. us a pep talk, and we feel better. <laughs> yeah, I like it. <laughs> Thanks, Mark. Really appreciate it, man. Thanks, first. guys.